You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey guys, Mason here, the producer for True Crit Podcast. I just want to go over a few things that we don't cover in Episode 0 before we get into Episode 0. Um, the first thing, this is an explicit podcast, so if you don't like curse words or dirty jokes, then this podcast is not for you. The second thing is lore. If you don't care about hearing about all the lore, if you would prefer to read the lore, then you're going to want to skip the second half of this podcast. We will put all of the materials for lore and character backstory up on a drive or a Dropbox for you guys to access if you would prefer to do that that way. And that is about it. Thank you guys for checking out the True Crit Podcast. I'm super excited to share this pet project that I have that I've been wanting to put together for a while. Um, and I will shut up now and let Hank, our smiling DM, lead you through episode zero. Welcome to Ferris, stranger. Come on in, set yourself down, and listen a while. This war has been raging for well on two years now. Most folks on both sides never thought it'd come to this. The Zarian Empire seemed content to slowly expand their holdings in the new world after fleeing the calamity that destroyed the old one. Nobody had the strength to withstand the iron fist of the Holy Empress anyhow. The tradesmen of New Padria were prospering just fine under her thumb. But I guess just fine wasn't good enough for the likes of them. They formed the guild and built their machine. Some said they started making deals with the devil, Moloch, even before then. Some said they were building themselves an army of demons. One thing's certain, the guild has tapped into every black magic and infernal contraption they have to win this war. But none of it has been enough to beat the Empress and her armies, blessed by the Church of the Trine. Only the gods can say what will be left of the Empire or the Guild when all the gun smoke is cleared. The only quiet frontier left is out in the western wildlands, marked on most maps simply as the Dearth. It's a vast, untamed stretch of barren wasteland, windswept plains, desert sands, and jagged mountains as far as any mapmaker has ever cared to go. Now countless settlements lie in ruins scorched by the desert sun and picked clean by all manner of scavengers, man and beast alike. The dearth, it holds the last hope for some and no hope for the rest. Hi everyone, I'm Hank Hayden, your smiling DM. I am here because uh, we're gonna do a friggin' game and I'm really excited, it's gonna be fun. Uh, this is going to take place in a world called Ferris that I wrote up a bunch of crud for. So let's go around and uh, introduce you guys, introduce your characters, and we'll talk more about Ferris later. That sounds like fun. Should I go first? I'll go first since he looked at me. Hi, uh, my name is Daniel. I'm playing a human bard by the name of Schultz Salazar. Uh, he's a devotee of the twin gods who are the gods of writing and music, respectively. Uh, he's from the 
the the Badlands guild controlled Old West style portion of the world uh, and was forced from his homeland by military activity and is on the run and has some interesting contacts around the country as a result of his history. Um, and he wears some very strange clothing, which I'm sure will be will be important later on. But uh, that's that. Uh, out of the four of us at the table here, I'm if the you're one... you're going to wear clothing, it might as it well might be as strange, strange clothing. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. Out of the four of us at the table, I'm the one who's played D&D the least long. I have to thank Mason, who's sitting across from me, for getting me into it. Thank you, Mason. I've been playing for about, I guess, a year. <laughs> I guess a year, a year and a half, was it? The August before last? I don't remember. I want to say. There was I think so. Something that like that. I was like, Daniel, I think you'd really like yeah. that DM. No, yeah, no. Uh, Hank was DMing that one, too. I took to it like a, a fish to water or a, a, a dice to a D&D metaphor. Um, Malapropos. <laughs> Malapropos. Wow. That beautiful segue. <laughs> thank, thank you. No, Moving no I'm, having, I'm having a great time. I'm happy to be here. Take Let's move Mike. on. Unplug him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done. Uh, all right. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim. I am probably the oldest gamer here. Um, not I've, probably. It's probably. That's, that's, I am. It's not. I, it's not I have been playing Dungeons and Dragons since somewhere around 1978. I still have my first red box set. In fact, I have dice that are older than Daniel and Mason combined, probably. I think that's accurate. I think it's accurate, yeah. Um, I will be playing a tiefling named Cash, who is a uh, fighter-slash-gunslinger. We're just kind of modifying archery rules to make that work. Uh, I used to be a bounty hunter for the guild, but um, some things happened, and I got captured... And I'm now sitting in the back of the cage with these other smelly fellas. Indeed, we are very smelly. We are Speak smelly. for yourself. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Cash is the uh, penultimate Southern gentleman. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. He likes his sweet tea. I do. And my mint julep. They, do, they have, do they have sweet tea? Is he tea? such a Southern gentleman that you call him a Southern gentleman? Southern gentleman. Southern gentleman. Southern gentleman. I, I will be your huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> I will be channeling Val Kilmer. Uh, can we say that? And it's, be, and it's, it's on it's the camera. tape. It's already there. It's already there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I will be channeling Val Kilmer. Not Too the Batman Val Kilmer, which, oh. which was the best Batman. I'm going to just say that now. Uh, let the comments flow Ooh. in. <laughs> so, uh, And we've generated our first hate mail that that's that's how old i am okay <laughs> i still have the cassette tape for prince doing the soundtrack to the michael keaton batman okay i have the bat dance on cassette there you go there's my age <laughs> he's the Moving oldest on. of us all thank you jim uh with that beautiful segue for myself uh hello my name is mason i am playing mehen he is a platinum Dragonborn. So there is some homebrew elements happening with my character specifically. Um, It will probably make itself aware, but just know that he is a little different and some of the dragon um, lore that you know to be true has been shifted for this story. Um, Apart from that, I am also the executive producer of this. So all of those beautiful edits that you hear and the music and whatever else happens... I'm doing that. So, Mason, isn't the point of good editing that we don't hear it? <laughs> That's true. If Wait you don't second. notice it. Wait a second. He's doing job. job. He wants thanks for his thankless job. Yes. <laughs> I want you to appreciate me. Just love me. But, uh, All right, everybody, just just this one time. We appreciate you. We appreciate Mason. We do. It's on tape. We You'll, appreciate. That'll never you. happen again. Yeah. No, it's never going to happen again. So, uh, executive producer, I'm running social media for this. This is kind of my pet project. Uh, I'm very happy that I finally get to do this with people that I actually enjoy. Uh, so Platinum Dragonborn, 
he has a special breath weapon that we have decided that would be really freaking sweet that he can do. Uh, he is really old. Dragons are very old in this world. Uh, he has a, a a chip on his shoulder, and he's uh, very dark and mysterious, and doesn't like to talk to people, and has a vendetta. Gee, that, re- that reminds me of someone I that I know. I feel like I know someone Maybe like I that. Know somebody. People keep tossing coins to him. He doesn't quite understand. Our second piece of hate mail, I only made it halfway through the first episode and turned it off. Uh, I, whereas I watched the whole thing and I love it. So. Dude, I love I did watch Dracula, though. I'll take it. Nice. Uh, Shameless plug for, for both For things. Netflix. For Netflix. 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 Please, please sponsor us. Shout out to Netflix. We will we will happily give you a sponsor. Please sponsor. Please sponsor. Please sponsor. <laughs> just give us a stand up. Give you give everybody else an hour show. Give us just give us an hour show. We'll do it. Well, I mean, we'll do whatever you want. Just talk <laughs> just to us seriously, <laughs> please. Like, just let us know. Uh, you can reach us at at true true crit podcast. So yeah, platinum platinum dragonborn. And I'll let Hank our DM explain some of that lore for you. Okay, so there is uh, lore going on in this world of Ferris that is is not. I guess it's not necessary to enjoy the show, but since this is the session zero, I wanted to lay some of it out for those of you listening. Uh, So it's just extra goodies that you guys know about what's going on. So in the background of this world, the setting we are going to be playing in is the dearth and it's part of the new world. Uh, The reason that the empire and the guild are in the new world is because there was a calamity that destroyed the old one. So in the old world, there were several nations, Padria and Zarya and Ophis and uh, other places. And in the land of Mordania is where a lot of dragons lived. Dragons and dwarves lived there together. And the dwarves were super divided on, uh, do we live with these dragons? Do we help these dragons? Or do we hunt them down and kill them? And they were, uh, there was a huge schism over it. And the ones who hated the dragons went to the Zarian Empire, which was every evil empire you have ever seen in any fantasy or, you know, Star Wars, anything. Uh, the evil empire, but, of course, has the good face on it, the the faith of the trine. And the trine are the sun, moon, and stars. Uh, so it's the, the church of the light, essentially. And through that and through their... Uh, you know, extensive army. The empire's been able to assimilate lots of cultures into their empire. They've got a super Roman thing going on, and they uh, end up making alliances with the dwarves that hate the dragons. And then it turns into the Dragon Wars, and the Dragon Wars culminated in the Dragon Fall, which is the end of dragon rule in all the lands that they had power in. It was the extermination of dragons and dragonborn. Dragonborn are going to be the uh, servants or slaves to some of the dragons who were uh, less, you know, benevolent. Uh, But they were created by the dragons, the dragonborn, uh, to help the dragons and and further the dragons glory legacy or hold on you know the power that they had in the world and when the dragon fall started occurring the dragons held a council and decided to finally set aside their grudges and differences of the last few uh, you know 10,000 years and create a new kind of dragonborn uh, which was the platinum, and it 
you have to go if you're a dragonborn you're born of a certain type of dragon if you want to change that and join another tribe if you want to uh, marry into another tribe you have to undergo the reforging and that is you literally stand in dragon fire peel your skin off and then the dragon blesses you to grow the, your new skin uh this time it was the last surviving great dragon of each clan stood in their fire uh the the dragonborn that were left stood in their fire tore their scales out and were gifted the blood of every surviving great dragon and so this character is going to end up being kind of i think a last scion of dragon kind because dragons are functionally extinct now it's going to be rare to to meet them which of course means that at some point we're going to meet them because story plot hooks so by default he's the most expensive slave in the yeah and that was he was not born as a slave though those dragonborn are going to be uh that they were born of this war so he has kind of been created as a super soldier which is a nice segue into talking about the tieflings so in the new world uh the empire kind of after the after dragonfall there was a whole cascade of magical and mundane tragedies and calamities called the calamity that made the old world mostly unlivable there's some island nations and there's a a couple inland cities and that's it everything else is unlivable the kingdom of ophus is now the lost kingdom of ophus which was the abode of the snake people uh and so they've been utterly destroyed mordania itself there was a after dragonfall there was a gigantic chain volcanic eruption that destroyed the land so now the dwarves whether they had a home or not they they don't have one anymore it's all just a giant fissure and burning lake uh and so the empire jumped ships and took its citizens to the new world where they started displacing the natives committing mass genocide and everything that happened in real american history as you do as one does the empire shows up and for uh decades they get away with this you know displacing natives and and things like that they wipe out several cultures there's one culture strong enough to stand up to them and stop them from going more westward uh and that's the uranod who are the halflings uh so the uranathi dynasty is the the halflings and they're very much uh sort of the chinese empire and they have got the strength to stand up to the empire and some of the colonies of the empire decide that they're done being ruled by this holy empress and they decide to form the guild instead and the guild are all of the businessmen and merchants who want their independence and want to be able to do their own thing uh but one of the major underlying reasons for them wanting to split is because they want to bring back the old gods that lost the god war millions of years ago to the gods of light that the empress worships is that public knowledge and that's public knowledge this is yeah it's pretty obvious that the guild wants to continue dabbling in the dark arts so they build a machine that will allow them to essentially open a portal to hell and find the old gods and still toying with whether it's called hell or not i i think it may just be called hell 
but uh everybody understands the concept they yeah they they make contact with moloch who was the chief of the old gods uh he is this pitch black horned winged being of just pure night uh and he makes them a deal that he will grant his powers to whoever they bring before him and they start taking uh volunteers air quotes uh to Moloch, who blesses them and turns them into part man, part demon, uh, the tieflings. And the guild, of course, raises them up and uses them as their super soldiers. And they are the ones who are, uh, at first, they are, you know, just in training because the guild hadn't openly declared war against the Empire. Now in the setting, it's been two years of all-out war. And the tieflings are on the front line of the guild. And they're marshalling demonic forces. They are slinging spells. They are doing all kinds of unholy work to unmake the Empire. And now it's starting to unmake them. Uh, meanwhile, uh, for Schultz's backstory, uh, something that's a lot, a lot uh, more removed is uh, one of the island nations that survived the calamity is uh the twin college and the twin college is the the mecca of sorcery of bardcraft of uh song magic of storytellers it's uh where the twin gods lyric and scriven the god of music and the god of writing uh they came there built a tower each and took on as many students as they could, and that tradition turned into the Twin College, which is where all wizards and bards who are worth their salt go to study, and they uh, learn about their craft, they learn about the history of the world, and they end up uh, finding their calling there. And then they go out into the world to share it with others. It's sort of the, it's sort of the duty of most of those graduates from the college to find others that have magical ability, have magical talent to bring them to the Twin College so that they can also learn. Uh, and it's sort of double-edged sword because it does increase their power and it does increase their uh, knowledge, but it is also going to put them on the registry so that if anything, if they decide to do anything wrong with their powers, misuse their powers, uh, the Twin College can find them. And the Twin College is a neutral body. They're not involved in this war. They don't, they haven't pledged fealty to any one nation, and nobody would mess with them because they are the magical force in this world. Uh, but there are people who leave the college and have joined both sides of the war. And now that the war is going on, there's lots of people fleeing this war. Uh, our heroes, such as they are, are just some of these people. Uh, you guys will meet a lot more. And uh, whether you guys decide to take on one or both of these, you know, evil superpowers or whether you decide to uh, make new lives out in the dearth is totally up to you. I'm I'm down for anything. This is going to be sort of sandboxy campaign. I am excited. Sandbox. Yes, we see what you guys. did there. Anyway. Um, so we're going to get into session one. If you want to, you know, brush up or you missed anything or that was kind of an information dump, we understand. 
but you should have paid attention. But it's okay. We'll, there will be a test. There will be, there, a, there test. Will be a test. We will um, put this up for you to read if you want to go back over it. And you know, all right, guys. We'll see you in episode one.